Temple of Geek Toddcast, episode 57, is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash Toddcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your Android, iPhone, Kindle, or MP3 player. Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Toddcast. Your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. You are listening to the Temple of Geek Toddcast, a show designed to analyze pop culture for your entertainment. I am your host, Daniel, and if you're joining us for the first time, welcome! This show is released every week for your enjoyment. You can find this episode and more by heading to templeofgeek.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter by using the handle at Temple of Geek. On this week's episode, the geeks and I compare the two big superhero films of the year, Batman v Superman and Captain America Civil War. So before we dig into this topic, let me introduce you to this week's panel. We got Paul, Yo. Katie, Chad, Rooster. What up? What's going on, guys? Hey, what's, what's going, going on? on hey. So before we start, let's go around the room. I haven't been here in like 15 weeks. So I just want to kind of see what everybody's been going on, you know, what's been happening. And Paul, you've, you've been kind of off and on. Such an so, exaggeration. Uh, I think Paul's actually been here. More than last, you have. Last couple. I'm, I mean, I'm, uh, not, I'm, not throwing, I'm not throwing grenades. I'm just saying. Burn. Chicken. Well, let's start with Chad. What you been up to, Chad? Uh, you know, just uh, blasting some uh, World of Warcraft. You know, doing the thing, getting ready for uh, legions. Um, yep, I saw. I see you said it funny. Um, I saw the Spider-Man movie um, that had Captain America in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's what I've been up to. Just that school work. Rinse, lather, repeat. Rinse, lather, repeat. Okay. What about you, Paul? Work, flying the globe, hopping the globe, traveling, and yeah, that's it. My, <laughs> life, is, my life is a very dull adventure. You're so flying thrilling. around the world and it's dull. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. What did you say, Paul? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rooster, what's been going on with you? Well, I've actually um, in getting ready for the new uh, release of uh, Rebirth next week. I uh, brought out some my comics and I rearranged them to make room for the uh, the new rebirth, and I'm very excited about that. And while I'm rearranging my comics, I've been binge watching the uh, Game of Thrones new season. So kind of a double whammy there. I always enjoy when you post pictures of your comic boxes, just you know your long boxes spread out. <laughs> in the They're hard to put up, man, because I keep going back to them. And every time I put them, I put them in a closet, and I don't want to. I'm like, gosh, dang, I don't want to have to go back to the closet every time. I just leave them out. And my wife's like, you need to clean your room. <laughs> okay. Yes, mom. <laughs> Katie, what about you? What you been up to? Um, I've actually been doing a lot of non-geek related things, actually. Um, oh. I know. On Sunday, I went to the first stage of the Amgen Tour of California cycling race, which was amazing. I was at the starting and the finish line. Um, and then yesterday, I went to an Angels baseball game. They were playing the Freeway Series, so it was Angels versus the Dodgers, and we beat them eight to one. What's up? It's a good game. Yep. Say what? I know. I've just been doing nothing but really but sports, and I saw Batman versus Superman today. Yes. Nice. So I'm prepared for yes. what we're going to talk about later. Finally. And Shut Daniel, up. what have you been up to? Well, I have been completely out of Temple of Geek for probably about the last three weeks. That's nice. It's just kind of a lie. We did a Toddcast a couple weeks ago, but the audio quality wasn't all that great, so we couldn't use the episode. I'm sorry. So, I did my- No, it was, actually, it was actually an episode Rooster and Katie and I recorded together. Oh. So we're going to re-record that episode um, and give everybody an opportunity to join us for that. But um, I've just been kind of doing you know, non-geek things myself, renovating the house. We put floor in everywhere. And Tog Studios is now uh, back in business. So, <laughs> so I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to talk to you guys about, about these movies. It's going to be awesome. My. Yay. As am I. Well, let's go ahead and move on to this week's topic. Um, let's let's start off by asking, which of the two movies were y'all's favorites? Captain America. Paul? Donna Justice. Chad? Spider-Man movie. <laughs> Rooster? Uh, well, I'm torn. I really am. I'm a huge DC fan, but uh, I'm going to have to say that uh, Captain America took, the, took it for me. All right. 
so the majority of the panel is obsessed with Captain America. Um, Paul, I guess we'll go ahead and start with you. <laughs> Let's start with you. Why Batman versus Superman? In, in, in all honesty, just to reiterate what Rooster said, it's it's not even by a very, very big margin. I mean, it was just a tad bit better for me. Donna Justice was a tad bit better for me than Civil War. A lot of them, uh, both of them had a lot of parallels between each other. Um, you know, to sum up, I mean, we can get into the nitty gritty, but to sum up, yeah, it was just a hair better for me than Civil War. Katie, you just saw Batman versus Superman today. Why do you still choose uh, Civil War? Um, I thought that well, one Batman versus Superman was overly long. I feel like it was an exceptionally long movie. At least that's how it felt. What did it clock at? Three hours? No, it was it was, it was like two twenty. It was yeah. so. Really? It felt so long oh, it felt though. Much longer. It felt much longer because I felt. Like the action sequences were really good, like the big fight scene at the end and everything that I think the problem was is that it dragged so much leading up to that point that there was just a lot of nonsense, I guess. I mean, I know they're trying to tell a story and stuff, but there was a lot of stuff that they probably could have cut out and or made it made the pace a little bit faster because, I mean, Civil War was kind of a long movie, but it didn't feel that long. And it felt Batman versus Superman just felt so long. I was like, "Is this is this movie over yet?" Because I wasn't exactly sure how it was going to end. I, w- I wasn't really happy with the ending. It was very sad. But um, I don't know. I still like Captain America better. And Chad, why did you choose Spider Man? Um, so <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so honestly, I saw both movies with my uh, my fiance, who is not geeky at all. Um, and it was a bit like Captain America. She did because she didn't have to ask as many questions. Exactly. So during the the DC movie, like I had, she kept she kept asking me questions because she didn't know what was going on because they did a yeah. terrible job of giving any backstory on anybody except for Superman and Batman. <laughs> yeah. And even then, it was like it was all right. <laughs> but I mean, even like bringing in new characters like Black Panther and like Spider Man, they still had their own sections of the movie where they like brought the character in. They didn't just like. This is what I am. I'm not gonna tell you. So poof. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it was just a it was a much more enjoyable experience. Rooster? Yeah, I'm I'm with I'm with Chad on the on the characters. Um I'm really it's really important to me that the that the movies you know stay somewhat true to the comic books. Um the DC uh Batman versus Superman, uh it, it there's so many different comic books that they were referencing referencing to it just it, it just came into this big mess of of a good movie but you know it's it's like the difference between the, the Donna Justice and the Marvel movie is exactly right they introduce these characters and you already know who they are even with uh Black Panther they there wasn't a Black Panther pre movie or anything like that to explain them, but they explained after a little time at the UNC for who he is. You know? Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> whoa, whoa, buddy. Whoa, you're you're doing that thing again. Sorry. Uh, well, I was just... Like you said, that, the sections that, that of the... That was my Wayne Tech trying to distort your uh, your blasphemy against uh, my movie. <laughs> well... <laughs> I mean, just just go back to the, the the Dawn of Justice, where you know they were introducing all the all the new Justice League characters in this weird way of of you know, if you've seen the movie, you know how they done it, and it was just it was what I like to call the DVD bonus feature section of the movie. <laughs> exactly. And 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 uh, the America, everything was everything flowed, especially flowed with the comic story of the Civil War era. Man, I mean, everything was perfectly on time and um that's why i enjoy captain america because it was more true to the comic book than batman versus i'm not taking away from the batman versus superman movie because it was a good movie i just like this one because it's more true form to the comic for me paul let me ask you this Mm. there's three people here that are saying captain america was better than batman why do you think there's so many people having a problem with the other movie well, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with anybody that Donna Justice wasn't all over the place because it, it was, and this is coming from a, a diehard Batman guy. I mean, they got Batman right, uh, Superman. I don't know what Zack Snyder was thinking about, but 
again, to reiterate what everybody's been saying in here, it was all over the place. It was. Um, the pacing was off. It was very off. Um, but after seeing it, because I saw it three times. After seeing it the second time, I actually kind of understood where they were going with it. Again, the, the, the pacing could have been better. The problem that, not the problem, but I think the reason why everybody's saying with um, Civil War is a better movie is that, again, yeah, you, you, you see where um, the the MCU is as far as uh, establishment in the time spectrum of that. Um, Black Panther, for me, in that entire movie, Black Panther was like the best part of that movie. But, uh, I, I, let, me, let me back up. Black Panther and Bucky were the best parts of that movie. Iron Man, I could have done without. Uh, Spider-Man, I could have done without. And uh, even, even Captain America. I mean, like I, I know it was a Captain America movie. It's just like everybody was saying with this, oh, well, this is supposed to be a Superman movie. You know why they got Batman and Wonder Woman and everybody else in the Justice <laughs> I, I I don't know. I I think it's just because you've been seeing the Marvel bandwagon like spinning out a movie pretty much every year. There's a there's a um, uh, what do you call that? There's there's that nice train there, and then you know you you got to give DC a chance to put their stuff out there. I agree. I agree well, with Katie, that. Katie didn't like the word bandwagon. What, what, why are you rubbing your nose there? Because Paul's about to get his ass kicked. <laughs> why? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but what do you mean by bandwagon? Like, what are you talking about? What do you mean well, by that? Well, figure of speech. I mean, it's just, it's the train. I mean, you, you know, I'm, I'm not denying, I mean, the Civil War movie, again, like, how do you say this? Um, it wasn't even a Civil War movie. It wasn't. It, it, it took the, this is the second time. I mean, I don't know if you guys will agree with this, but this is the second time Marvel has done this. When Age of Ultron came out, they showed the first trailer, and it made it look like there was going to be this menacing robot like he is in the comic. And then when the movie came out, it was, it yeah. wasn't that. I'm not going to say it was a bad movie. It just wasn't that. Yeah. Huh? It was just kind of like yeah. It, I was expecting they to come allu- off like exactly. They just alluded- like dark, and it was just awkward and funny, kind of. Exactly. I mean, that's not what Ultron is. <clears throat> Again. Because they were basing Ultron off the mind of Tony Stark, not off the mind of Hank Pym, which it was in the comics. I get what they were doing because it's the MCU version, whatever. So here comes Civil War when that trailer comes out, the very first trailer. And even at the end, uh, where it's the three of them fighting, and he's like, you know, you're my friend. Well, so was I. Or he's my friend, so was I. It alluded to that, you know, that scene was part of the war. And that scene wasn't even part of the war. There was no war. I mean, like, why did it take... Why did it take that um, that event in uh, I forgot where it was in the movie? Um, but why did it take that event for Ross to come in and say, oh, "Okay, well, you guys are out of control. Now we got to put some kind of limit on you." Well, what happened in New York? What happened in yeah. in Sokovia? Yeah. What happened with all this? You know, like but, why did and it he take also that? had like he also had to show him like all the videos of it. Like they weren't there when all <laughs> exactly. that happened. It's okay. like. So, so that's what I'm saying. Like it wasn't. This is the second time Marvel's done this, where they've taken a source material title and just used that to go with a film without no real relevance to that arc. This is the second time they've done that, and See, that's. I, anybody have a rebuttal? I was just gonna. I was gonna agree with them because you're right about that. This being titled Civil War, and you know they they fight each other in this movie. But isn't this going to be the end of that? And then they're moving on to the next part of it, where it's going to be a Thanos thing or the or the the power glove, and they're going to come back together. I mean, that's what I see. I mean, I feel like this is going to be the end of the Civil War. Like this is the end of whatever they they were doing. There's going to be no more of this. There might be preludes to it in other movies. But I don't think they're going to delve into more of Civil War on the ongoing movie. No, I, I, yeah, this this is, and and I hope so because this is the part that to me that they're kind of like they're running out of things to to do. I think they were just trying to close a trilogy with the Captain America saga. So I, I, yeah, I am excited to see the intergalactic stuff. You know, we got Guardians coming out next year. We've got Carol Danvers. We've got Doctor Strange coming out later this year. Uh, you know, I, I'm ready to see some of that stuff. I'm mean, I'm tired of these Earth based heroes already. <laughs> I think. I think the film Civil War did exactly, I mean, it was exactly what the title described, Civil War. A Civil War, by definition, is a war between political factions or religious uh, or regions within the same country. Okay? So, if we take that and we consider the Avengers a country, they had an inner battle between the, t- between the group. And it split them down the middle. And the movie ended with the group still split 
but them with the two leaders of the group saying, hey, we will come together if you still need our help. But they're still separate. So this it it did take the spirit of the comic book and it, it did put it on film. It couldn't go into the long, in-depth, uh, you know, 107-issue yeah. <laughs> miniseries. Yeah. But it took the spirit of the Civil War comic book and I think it translated to film very well. Yeah. Whereas Batman versus Superman, it's supposed to have taken what? It was supposed to be the Dark Knight Returns, uh, and, and there was like another title. Death I can't think Superman. of what the other title was supposed to be. Well, uh, well, the Death of Superman was at the end, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it took the Batman versus Superman took the uh, Dark Knight Returns fight and turned it into a fifteen-second fisticuff at the very end. Well, I mean, in retrospect, I mean that's exactly what Civil War was. I mean, the war, the war itself was at the airport. How long was that? About ten or fifteen minutes. How long was the war? How long was the the battle with Dawn of there, Justice? There was ten more, or fifteen there was minutes. More of an ongoing battle between a psychological battle between the characters in in. Civil War than there was in Batman vs. Superman. In Batman vs. Superman, you have this fight that lasted, I don't know, probably five, ten minutes. And then at the very end, they all like, hey, bro, your mom's named Martha. My mom's named no, Martha. Yeah, that, that, that was do stupid. This. That and was they stupid. go off and do this thing. Whereas in, in Civil War, they fought. The team was still split. Tony Stark thought, okay, wait, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to go help Cap. And then at the end, he was like, oh, f- you know. Uh, Bucky killed my parents. Mm. I'm gonna go freaking rage, bitch, and slap the crap out of this guy's ass. Start fighting them again, and then you know the team was still divided. I mean, there was more of a struggle and more more of a reason for those guys to fight than what was going on in um, Batman versus Superman. <laughs> Which I'm glad. Batman versus Superman. Lex Luthor kidnapped Clark's mother, and was like, "Go kill Batman. Go kill him." Well, did not, isn't that what isn't that what Zemo did? Oh well, uh, I'm just going to release this information to Tony Stark so you guys can hash it out between each other because that was the ultimate reason of my getting involved here. A parallel, but you know, I'm glad you brought up that 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 uh, that last scene with uh, or what you said with uh, you know Bucky killed my parents because isn't that another continuity flaw that MCU's done? Because remember when the first Thor movie comes out, we see the gauntlet already assembled, and then somehow somehow throughout the movies. It's all spread out throughout the universe. So so now you've got this video that comes out for Stark, or for everybody to see, uh, that Bucky killed his parents. But didn't in Iron Man 1, Obadiah Stane said, I killed your father? <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. Did they just forget uh-huh. that they wrote that? Well, they also said that um, later on, too, they said that in, what is it, in Winter Soldier, they said that Hydra's been staging accidents all along, and uh, Howard was one of them. So even starting there, that's when the continuity started to get. Well, not necessarily. I mean, Hydra was the people that held the Winter Soldier's leash. Mm -hmm. So if they were responsible in the Winter Soldier for killing Howard's parents... Yeah, then that makes sense in the Civil no, War. No, I just meant yeah. by um, Obadiah saying that he killed oh, Howard. Okay. Well, That's what I meant. Well, I might have an answer for that, too. We don't know yet, but Obadiah may have been part of Hydra. Uh, we don't know. Yeah, that's entirely possible. Explain the stones. I mean, the stones I can't explain. Odin, that was, just Odin, was, Odin was Hydra. <laughs> that was he just created Easter. it. That was, I think... I think when they put that Easter egg in Thor, they did not have the whole plan together where they were going to do the where they were going to do the Infinity Gauntlet. Hey, man, we're talking about the MCU. They don't make mistakes. That's true. That's <laughs> they true. They make mistakes. They make mistakes all the time. No, but you Actually. guys talking about the, the the fighting. So I thought during the, the Civil War movie, I felt more quenched with the fighting because it happened throughout. Like whether it was Cap and Bucky taking on uh, Black Panther and fending him off or jumping through and chasing each other down and stuff like that. I felt there was more action, like there was more conflict, and it was all... I don't know. You know, I felt in the the Batman vs Superman movie, it was all like show, like, hey, I'm kind of over here doing my thing. Well, all right, we'll stay out of here, and then <laughs> you put them together. <laughs> Why did you say that name? Yeah. I also like my problem with the Va- Batman vs Superman fight was that I mean, every time that Superman tried to talk to him, like Batman was being kind of irrational, like he was so laser focused on destroying him that it didn't matter what anybody else had to say mm-hmm. at I, all. I, and he was trying to like get through to him like, Hey, and no, it just wasn't happening. 
until Martha. That's it. That that's all it mm-hmm. took was for him to say his mom's name, like save Martha, and you know. It, it, I, and I don't agree, I, I don't disagree with that. That was a stupid turning point. I mean, when you see when you when you play it out, because everybody was saying like, why are we watching the Wayne murders again? You know, and then when it plays out to you know, that pivotal moment. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's that's the reason why. It was just to kind of kind of plant that seed in everybody's head so that when he says, oh, why do you say that name? Let me revert back to my repressed memories or whatever. Yeah, that that was a dumb, that was a dumb plot turn right there. Um, like but it. that whole, the whole, for me, the whole, um, when he, when they finally meet up and they're about to duke it out, like every scene in there, they were gr- taking, um, it was like the pages coming to life, like you know the 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 bullets, uh, or the drone guns. Um, obviously, the mech suit. Uh, even some of the lines, like uh, there's a friend, there's a friend of mine that he's he's a big Batman guy too, and he was like, man, I'm, I'm you know I, I like the fight and everything. He goes, well, how come they didn't use any verbiage from the comics? I said, well, they did. They did one where he's like, you know, my parents told me that the world will only exist when you or will only bend to you like when you when you turn tell it to or something like that. But I also had a problem. I'm like, you know, when he had the kryptonite spear, I said, why didn't he say the line that's most associated with that book? And even Howard or what's his name? Harry Lennox read it at the 2013 Comic Con, which is, you know, the uh, I want you to remember, Clark, that the one man who beat you, you know, essentially was me. I don't know why they didn't put that line in there. Maybe they will in the, the DVD or the, the director's copy. But that, yeah, the the that that fight to me, the fight was was again off pace because if if it happened and my my thoughts when the movie came out was that we were going to see flashbacks like maybe it was going to start with the fight flashback to you know you know thirty forty minutes build worth up. of film and then flashback to another fight or part of the fight build up and then flashback to the very last you know catch up to the very last part of the fight yeah like a build up like that. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the the fight itself to me, I thought it was good. It just it was too short and it was poorly planted. I heard uh, I heard uh, Jeff Johns is taking creative control of the next uh, uh, Justice League movie, hmm. and which is good because he uh, he actually the New Fifty Two was the um, writer for those books. So New Fifty Two oh, yeah. Justice League. So that yeah, might he was that, the Godfather of that. Yeah, that might help out a whole lot for the next one. Well, they're currently filming it, so I don't know. Maybe part two. <laughs> well, Zack Snyder's still the director, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're yeah. currently filming. They started filming back on the 11th of April. Is there a name for it yet, or is this just part one? Part one. Dawn of Justice. You know what also bothers me is that I can watch the Marvel, the MCU, and understand what's happening, If I, even if I had never... Like, I've never read any of the comics, but I understand to a point What's happening? I mean, there's also like underlying things that I don't understand. Um, but with Batman versus Superman, there's some stuff that I just didn't get, yeah. I guess, because I don't read comic books. So it was hard to follow. Like if I didn't already know that that was Wonder Woman or Aquaman or it's Cyborg, right? Cyborg and the Flash. Mm-hmm. Like I would have no idea who those people were. Let me let me ask you this: Did you li- did you like Man of Steel? Um, yeah, kind of. I liked See, it. it. Wasn't I awful. thought I thought Man of Steel was. I mean, I, I you know it, it did still have some problems for me, but overall, I thought that was a worthy Superman movie. I, I mean, you know, <laughs> far better than Superman Returns. I agree. I agree. But. I like Again, you know, it had its problems, and you know my problems with the movie. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> the, the um, uh, Bill Ramey from Batman on Film. Um, I forget what what podcast it was, but when we were asking about like what was his least favorite Batman film, we we thought he was going to say Batman and Robin, and I was surprised when he said it was Batman Returns, and I was like, why? And he's just like, well. He goes. I felt like it was a Tim Burton movie with Batman in it. You know, there was there was a lot of elements of Tim Burton in it. Whereas the first one, yeah, you know, it was, you know, more to the character with you know just little tidbits of Burton in it. Mm-hmm. And to some to some degree, that kind of reflects on Dawn of Justice. And the reason why that's what I'm saying, like Man of Steel, to me, I thought it was a really good movie. You know, there are hints of Zack Snyder because Zack Snyder is a, is a big special effects guy. So you see the special effects part of it in Man of Steel. But overall, because Chris Nolan had that creative control to that film, 
you know, it 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 kind of was like he had a leash on it. But now because that movie was like good enough to launch a DC universe, then Zack Snyder goes apeshit on this film and that's why I understand now why Bill Ramey said that, and and it's true. I mean, you give the, a, a guy like total control of something, and you're going to see exactly what kind of shit it's going to be. <laughs> um, I do have a question though. That part, so you know, the dream sequence that, um, that Batman or that Bruce Wayne has when he's it's not a dream. Okay. Um. Well. Uh, wasn't the inception sequence okay whatever it is well whatever the fuck was going on during when he was waiting for the encryption the decryption to happen so he was dreaming about all that like the destruction and uh all those soldiers that are now superman soldiers for superman and then that what who was that the person that showed up right after that portion um (laughs) Okay, so after seeing is it, it yeah, flash? it, is the, it mm-hmm. is the Flash. But here's the thing: why everybody thinks it's not the Flash because he's got a goatee, he's got a helmet, he's got you know, he's got like a weird getup. So after seeing it the second time, and I was just going on the net, just looking at like reviews and reception and all this stuff, this guy kind of puts this thing because everybody thinks, and again, and it's bad editing, bad pacing, because the way it alludes to it is that you know that scene happens in the future or whatever and then the very next scene you see Bruce waking up to this thing you know this guy popping up in front of him so everybody thinks it's a dream like why is he having that dream and all that stuff well this guy on the internet he kind of put it in perspective he says it's not a dream he goes it's a it's a it's a future earth with batman in a trench coat and blah 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 so he said in 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 theory that future Earth, you know, uh, Apocalypse is already invaded, and 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 Superman's his 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 guard dog or whatever. Dark side. Yeah, or, or I'm sorry, yeah, Dark side's uh, uh, Superman's Dark side's guard dog or whatever. And that scene where Batman's captured and Superman comes down, and you know, he basically kills Batman. But before he says that, he says, "You know, you took her from me. You took her. She was my world." Well, they took that line from Help Me Out, Daniel. Was it Injustice? Injustice. Injustice. Yeah. Yeah. He took that line from Injustice because in Injustice, Joker kills Lois, and in turn, Superman says that line and kills the Joker. Actually, so, Superman kills Lois. Superman, and, the Joker, make, gives him the gas in the comic book, and so Superman thinks he's taking uh, the Joker up in outer space to suffocate him. But, but he was actually taking. But Lois. it was actually Lois. Oh, okay. But I, either way, yeah, the Joker had a hand in it. But anyway, yeah. yeah, like so, Superman kills him and all that. So he uses that line and, and whatever he punches a hole through his chest. So he does the same thing to Batman. I'm pretty sure he so breaks the, his rib cage. I'm just saying. whatever it was. I mean, but but yeah. So in the following scene, you know, he wakes up. So everybody thinks it's a dream. But this guy says he goes picture that 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 earth or that future is one Earth. And you know, Batman has always had Batman always has a plan. So if you if you put in perspective, like the only person that's part of the Justice League or a defunct Justice League is maybe Flash. So Flash's instructions were probably from Batman, like, hey man, if if anything mm-hmm. went down, I'm gonna signal something and I need you to go to this earth and warn everybody. Mm-hmm. But instead of going to the earth, like so here's like Dawn of Justice. Earth, and then here's future Earth that we saw. So you just Batman went tells too him to go soon in the timeline, is what exactly. You're saying. So instead of Flash going to the one in the middle like he was supposed to, he goes jumps to Dawn of Justice Earth, and that's when you hear that line: "Oh man, am I too soon? Am I too soon?" So now the other Earth that we saw is wiped out, and from there on, it's a, uh, it's it, basically they they incorporated a flashpoint in 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 that one scene. And see, for yeah, all of us to note that, that's awesome, but. It's like we were saying, you just had to explain that whole scenario, which made total sense. I didn't know that. But, but you, <laughs> you had to sit here and explain it to us. And, and exactly. I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing. You shouldn't have I, to. I, I, the pacing, yes, I know. The pacing was bad. The pacing was very bad. So far, I mean, that's. I think that's the difference so far between the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the DC Cinematic Universe. I know DC only has two films under its belt right now. But with a Marvel film, you can pretty much watch any movie pick it up, understand it. Any moviegoer can go in there and understand what the heck's going on. So far with a DC film, it's like you have to know years and years and years of comic knowledge to understand what you saw on screen. Yeah, I don't and understand any of it. The average 
moviegoer isn't gonna isn't gonna like that. Nope. So why do you think DC chose to go that route? To prove that Marvel fans aren't as hardcore. <laughs> I don't. I, I, it's kind of something that we were chatting about on on the thing on the uh, message the other day. Is they? they I, I don't think they really. Is they also changed their logo uh, recently too? You know, I Jeez. don't. I don't think they know. I think they're just trying to f- put their feelers out there and figure out what's going to work best for them. You know, they're rebranding themselves. Again. Yeah, again, five years, five years after the last rebranding, after the Apple style logo. <laughs> yeah. Which the one before that was like what twenty years before they changed it? No, it was only I, I put it in the chat. the the yeah. The one that was like the modded, like the the amalgam between the old one that was only like five or six years, and then this other one's been like five or six years, and now we're getting another one. But the one before that was like seventy five to oh six yeah. or something. Yeah, it was almost thirty years. I don't know. I want to take a break right here to talk to you about our sponsor, Audible dot com. Audible is offering a free audiobook download for you, the listeners of Temple of Geek Podcast, with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Ready Player One by Ernest Cline is a book that kept me so engaged, I did not want to stop listening. In the year 2044, James Halliday dies, and with his death, a contest begins to hunt for his Easter egg that he has hidden in his most popular game, The Oasis. The first person to find this egg will inherit all of Halliday's wealth and full control over The Oasis. The story is filled to the brim with 80s pop culture references. Also, the book is wonderfully narrated by the one and only Will Wheaton. You need to get this book before the movie comes out in 2017. You can head over to audibletrial.com forward slash Toddcast to get that free title now, or you could choose from over 180 other thousand titles today. Support us by heading to audibletrial.com forward slash Toddcast and get your free 30-day trial started today. Well, let's, let's start right here, and let's, let's, let's discuss the strengths of each movie. <laughs> okay. First the entire of all, movie. Spider Man. Spider Man. Yeah. So Done. I guess we're gonna, I guess we're gonna start with Chad. <laughs> Spider Man. <laughs> nope. That's it. Spider Man. So okay. So and I will say that they did a very good job. Like I didn't see the Ant Man movie. I actually am going to see it probably after this because I want to go on <laughs> Voodoo and Top uh, five, buddy. get it. Ant Man like, was good, bro. Good. It was. I knew nothing about that character, but. I felt like I did by just the way that they portrayed him and brought him in and the way that he acted. Um, I, I thought it was just great. Like even something I know nothing about. I missed a film. I've never done that before. I've always watched all the films before watching a, uh, a movie that's going to have all the, the Avengers in it. And I felt like I missed nothing. <laughs> not that, that, not that you shouldn't do that. Cause I you've mean, missed Ant-Man. Sure. But I mean, you, you're small, then you're big. I mean, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I like the thing that I like the most about uh, Captain America was that I, I went in thinking it was going to be a serious movie because of the content. Like they're fighting about the Sarkovia Accords and I thought it was going to be kind of a serious movie, but it wasn't like it was in certain parts and then in other parts there was so much comedy like intermixed within the movie that it would be kind of serious and then it'd be really funny and then kind of serious and then really funny and they did a really good job of kind of mixing that together to kind of keep it somewhat lighthearted until it needed to be super serious with the fight with the big fights well let me throw this out there because i don't hear any defense of batman versus superman Oh no! Because I thought we were just talking all the. Marvel we're just strength. we're just go, just 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 talking general. Um, one strength that I have for the Batman versus Superman movie is their portrayal of Batman. Um, yeah. Best thing. One of my favorite scenes in that movie is at the very beginning when the cops are in that warehouse and the Batman is just hanging up in the corner yeah, of that, right? that yeah. ceiling. Uh, that was like straight out something that you would see in the comic books with Batman, and I mean, I really appreciated that. Now, the whole Martha thing and him not liking the aliens, you know, like, okay, uh, I'm sure he's going to do great in his own solo film, but I I thought they did a pretty good job portraying the actual, the Batman character. So I think that was one strength that movie had. I agree with you. I really liked, I actually really liked Ben Affleck's portrayal of Batman. I was really surprised at how much I was going to enjoy it. I liked it a lot more than Christian Bale. Oh, thank you. I'm going to throw that out there. I could kiss you right now. Yeah. I'm just going to throw it out there because it was, he was, as much as he was kind of annoying me at certain points, just like Bruce was, but 
I felt that his Batman was just. If brutal. I read the comic books, like I feel like that's exactly how he would be. He's just brutal, and he knows everything, and he can get into anything and do everything. He's everything that Batman's supposed to be. Thank you. Yeah, Ben Affleck absolutely killed that, which is, well, I don't know why he took so much heat. Again, probably because of the whole Daredevil thing and whatever, but he absolutely brought his A-plus times infinity game to this movie and his portrayal of batman was like by far to me he's the quintessential batman on film right now yeah i also liked also liked his uh the the fight sequence how you know i liked how violent he was when he went jumped to the window and and, and started beating up on that uh the gang or whoever it was oh the warehouse, warehouse. Yeah. yeah man yeah. he was just violent he just slammed the guy's head in the ground and i mean that was that to me is the the angry batman that that you know, everybody likes not the not the one that's like, oh, he gets in a fight because he has to get in a fight, and he just does a bunch of kung fu and stuff and throws him to the ground. This guy actually body slams, kicks him through the wall. I mean, it was just an awesome fight scene. He goes looking for a fight, <laughs> and, and I will say, burns people I, apparently. I, I will say we had a podcast about this years ago when we were talking about when they they were t- talking about introducing a new Batman with Superman, and I did say I was like. <laughs> I want I want a Batman suit that's not the standard black rubber like we've seen over and over and over. So I am glad that they finally incorporated a different suit overall and one that looks more to the I mean I know they were going off the 52 but it was nice to see the the gray and black. It wasn't scene. a black freaking all black suit. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm tired of seeing that. And I, I I'm glad I am glad that they finally put that on screen and it showed that it could work on screen. That's the I Frank Miller suit, right? Yeah, well, was, yeah, 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 because yeah, it, was, it was based off Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. I like the bat suit too. I didn't like the bat like his logo. bat insignia, like his logo. I it was fat. too fat. Yeah, like, yeah. Was, well, that that's how it is returns. in the comics. That was yeah. the Dark Knight Returns symbol. I didn't I didn't like it. I, I kind of like it thinner. I mean, I know it was like that size for, especially like for the logo for the movie, so it could fit the Superman the, symbol the Superman symbol in the center. Um, I just I didn't like it. The rest of it I liked, like the rest of his his um, his costume. I liked. I it. think it'll change over time. I think this one was the start of it. I think the next movie it'll it, it might not change much, but it'll it'll have a different feel to it. I, it, I, it, I, it, I don't think so. Right. I mean, this Batman you, is like no, already well, seventy years old. Well, no, 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 no. I, I mean, Rooster, I think you're right because in, in Man of Steel, his S was like huge, and if you notice on this one, they 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 kind of toned it down a bit. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Rooster's right. I think probably like in Justice League, you you might see it a little bit to where it can fit, or, or so it's not as big and wide and fat or whatever. Yeah. You, mean, mm-hmm. you mean geriatric Batman and the Superlings, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, we I talked about that earlier, but that's a different story. Well, one strength that I felt that the Captain America movie had was their introduction of the new characters. Mm. Yes. They did a really good job introducing, bringing Black Panther into the Marvel Universe. <laughs> Dude, he was awesome. He, he was freaking amazing. <laughs> that was, that did was they call like him Black Panther? Best. Yeah. Well, well he yeah. calls it the Black Panther. Yeah, he, sa- oh, okay. he says that he takes on the mantle of the Black Panther. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, really, really like the way they introduced Spider-Man. Dude, he, I'm telling yes. you, he's like, <laughs> yeah, movie. Spider-Man, that was a perfect way to bring him into the Marvel Universe. I mean, he's already been crime-fighting. Uh, he's been street-level. And, like, Tony Stark's been watching him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, he didn't invent his suit. So, you know, to, you know, it goes back to what you were saying, Paul, about how it's the Scarlet Spider costume. Um, right. I, I just, I kind of, yeah, the Iron Spider, sorry, not Scarlet Spider. Uh, uh, but I do like the fact that they didn't take anything away from Parker. You know, they, they let him invent the web fluid. They let him invent the web shooters. Tony Stark yes. just improved on the web yeah. shooters. Yeah. Uh, Tony Stark gave him a new costume. So I don't, I don't feel they just took away anything from the character. So I, I really like the way they introduced Spider-Man. Yeah, I had to explain that to Ellie that uh, like Spider-Man, he doesn't actually have like web that shoots out of his hand. It's uh, cartridges <laughs> that he makes. And she's like, that's kind of weird. I was like, no, no, no. That's the right way. That's how it's supposed to <laughs> He's be. He's not Tobey Maguire. He, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go Paul, on. you don't look like you like that too much. What's up? Well, no, no, no. I mean, I, I liked the the two scenes that Spider-Man had. I liked it. I mean, I'm not 
I'm not disagreeing with that. I just felt you can see you can see that. I mean, obviously, he was a late acquisition because of the 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 negotiations that was happening between Sony and and um, uh, uh, Marvel. You can see that it was just slapped in there. But I could have done without that. I could have. You know what? I could have been moreover please like if the scene where he's over there with aunt may like that scene the first apartment scene i could have been good with that if that was at the end of the movie to introduce spider-man again i i like the scene I, I enjoyed it very much i just you can tell it was just slapped in there yeah but he, he had no reason to be in there he, you're okay i, I will well i mean you, I, I, no, I, no I, I i'll, I'll give you that he didn't have a reason to be in the movie but here's my deal it was introduced much better than the way they introduced Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg. Oh, no, yes. no, yeah. No no argument there. That was... I mean, it's like, shitty. you want to talk about throwing something in a movie just to throw something for the sake of being in a movie. I mean, those look like... It just looked like a bonus feature off of a DVD. Like, I was flipping through my DVD and was like, oh, wait, this is bonus deleted <laughs> scenes. That's what they were. And yeah. it's like, why were those in the film? They made they... no substantial plot advancement at all to the movie then add nothing to the movie just i mean at least the crap out of spider-man had somewhat of a point he was there to help even the odds of the team well i I was saying i take it back because he is the 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 reason moreover that the civil war happens in the comics that's the reason that's why i say i'll take that back that he had no reason being in the movie i'm just saying that part of their movie he had no reason being in this movie that's what i meant by that between the two, I think the introduction of the characters was probably a lot stronger in the Marvel movie than it was yeah. in the DC movie. But that's well, just me. No, for sure. No, I agree with you on that one. I just it felt like they like they did. like They just threw it in there in Batman versus Superman just to throw it in there. Just to be like, a, hey, just so you know, this is where we're going. See, it, if, they, if they put that, and I think I told you this, Daniel, if they put that scene where I mean that's fine they're going to just introduce him that way but if they put that scene at the funeral where he's actually talking to one room and say hey like we need to gather these people up it would have made more sense there as opposed to one room just flipping through oh this is a picture of me oh who's the, who's this fish guy uh, who's this guy at the bar and who's, who's this, this guy, guy that's holding his breath underwater <laughs> I mean, it looked like he was about ready to drown in that you know scene. what I'm saying like, like oh I guess I better go fight now <laughs> you know what I, yeah that was this no, inspired again. me to put my costume on yeah no it was just it was ridiculous you know I think a lot of it has to do with the introducing introducing the new characters and the way they did it wasn't necessarily beneficial or to the film maybe it didn't hurt the film but I think it has something to do with all their new standalone movies like the Black Panther standalone movie uh, Homecoming for Spider-Man uh, you know Ant-Man's got another one coming out you know you, you're just getting ready for all their standalones and how they're gonna you know what they're gonna do that's me they're just introducing these characters for you to get ready for all their standalone movies that are coming out pretty soon or in the near future well yeah they gotta keep their property property moving get people ready I mean it was just like the name drop of Stephen Strange and I mean it was just a tiny easter egg but yeah we knew that because they name dropped his name in Winter Soldier that oh hey there's gonna be probably a Doctor Strange movie coming out Chad, you're looking all shocked. What's, yeah, what's wrong? So I am so stinking excited about that. I love Benedict Cumberpatch. <laughs> so much. So much. Like, I love, like, the, the Sherlock TV series. Like, I yes. am so freaking excited about... I've never been that excited about a movie that's not a Spider-Man movie. Hmm. I, I'm super excited about Doctor Strange and also when they get to um, Infinity Wars if they don't drop some sort of like no shit Sherlock quote when when Robert Downey Jr. and Benedict Cumberbatch are in the same scene and they look at each other oh yeah that like, would, that would actually not, be epic if they <laughs> yeah. do not drop some sort of Sherlock reference in that movie like I will I just walk out I mean you just protest. gotta <laughs> well, well Robert Downey listens to this podcast so I'm sure you know he's the you know, he's the yeah. VP of the MCU, so he'll he'll use it. Well, oh, Robert, there you go. We're, we're like, going to walk out like, if you don't do it. He's actually calling <laughs> me. Right. Hang on a second. <laughs> Is he calling you right now? What? <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> Overall. <laughs> uh, uh, for me, yeah, I thought I thought Ant-Man was one of the um, standout characters. I actually like Paul Rudd a whole lot as Ant-Man, and I thought he did a... I thought him and uh, Hawkeye working together... Just like they did, they just took that straight off the comic book where they did a couple of their action sequences. Um, I won't say too much about it, but 
um, there's one scene where they're working together, and it's based. It's it's pulled right off of a cover of a Hawkeye and Ant Man working together comic, and it was and that whole Ant Man. Yeah, and thing. if you haven't seen the trailers, I mean, you've never seen the scene. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. It was. I mean, I thought Ant Man did a really good job. I, I'm, that, I'm actually a huge fan of Ant Man right now. That that scene was cool because we I, they 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 teased it in Ant Man because when he went subatomic, he was like, well, what if you go the other way? He was like, oh, I've yeah. never done that. So yeah. it was kind of cool that they that they showed that in here. Yeah, um, that was cool. And you know that you know not going too far into it, but uh, you know they talked about how he was only um, doing Ant Man thing for a little while until he. You know, did the you know the other, and uh, then he be- that became more of a favorite thing to him to do it as opposed to being smaller. So he started doing that more. If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. So is the next movie gonna be called Giant Man? Oh please! <laughs> that was so funny. I like the part um, when Ant Man's inside uh, Iron Man's Iron suit. Man. And he's yeah, like, he was like, oh, man, you're going to take this to the shop. And he's like, who's talking? And he's like, it's your conscience. We haven't spoken in a while. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was, they were That's trying to have this, about. like, serious fight between both sides. But you just can't <clears throat> help. But, like, between Spider-Man and Ant-Man, I was dying. Yeah. Even, so even funny. Even even leading up to that, the the the, the comedic humor on the, uh, the comedic humor, the uh, comedy relief, like, like when when Bucky and uh, Captain get their stuff, and they're like Bucky's like in the backseat, he's like, "Can you move yeah, your stuff?" <laughs> and, and then and then and then the part where where they finally are you know Aunt, or Falcon takes uh you know like his little gyro and and Red scoops Spider Man out. He's like, "Man, you couldn't have done that sooner. Shut up! I hate you." Yeah, <laughs> that was that was great. Okay, before, like... before we move on, let me ask that question. What? Why do you think Marvel movies? Are able to have the humor in an action flick, but DC feels that they have to be dark and brooding. Mm. There's a simple the answer. There's more people involved. No, because they're afraid. I mean, this is getting into a political part, but they're afraid they're going to offend somebody if they go too dark or whatever. So who goes too dark? No, I'm just saying, like they as as in general. Like, so if you go if you go too dark, if you go too raunchy and stuff, oh, you're gonna offend people and blah blah blah. You're not you're not gonna bring in the revenue that you want. So you know you got to keep it somewhat toned down. So you know, like people say, like okay, well, if I want to watch camp and not campy, but if I want to watch toned down, level down movies, I'll go watch MCU all day. If I want to watch something serious and something true to some comic book source and dark and humor, I'm gonna go watch DC. But I think that's it's the simple. problem is that the DC yeah. movies have humor in them. I mean, the comic books do. It's yeah. The, the movies aren't true to source. They're, yeah. They've made all their characters these brooding, dark individuals. Mm-hmm. Superman is supposed to be a beacon of hope and light. And in the movie, yeah. he's just this dark, depressed, I don't want to yeah. be here guy. And Even his honest, suit is dark. In the yeah. comic, Superman's always smiling. Even when he's and getting I'm, beat up, he's smiling. You know, In the movie, I'm, he never smiles. Yeah, I love Superman. I just I don't know about this dark. I don't want to say like Tobey Maguire Spider Man three emo Superman, but kind <laughs> of. Daniel, I have a question for you. Yeah. How does DC go from being as dark as uh, the Dawn of Justice to a lighter? Because Justice League isn't that dark. They're a fun group, you know, in the mm-hmm. cartoons and stuff. How do you go from being these two dark individuals, Superman and Dark Batman, to a lighter, more uh, wanting to save the world type of cast as far as Justice League goes? Well, they've already started. I mean, they found out that their mother's name was Martha. <laughs> so I think when Flash, and, well, I mean, because Green Lantern's not going to come until part two, but I think when Flash and Green Lantern, definitely when Flash comes in, you might see some kind of comedic relief like on yeah. that aspect. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, even... Even the color scheme for Dawn of Justice was just so dark. I mean, they picked the way they filmed it. It was just it was always very dark. I mean, Wonder Woman's costume was really dark, darker shades. And yeah. even Superman's costume, because isn't his costume usually pretty bright, like mm-hmm. bright blue and a bright yeah. red? And well, it was in, in that same dark. aspect. I mean, what looks good on two-dimensional does not look good on three-dimensional because if you're going to go that route, I mean, you can say Iron Man, it's supposed to be a very, very bright red, and it's like a crimson-looking red. Well, I mean, his, uh, his costume's still, like, not toned down as dark as Superman's costume is. I so mean, in, ba- like in Superman Reeves Returns, 
in Superman Returns, his costume was pretty bright. No, it wasn't. Then, it was oh, dark well, red. It was dark too, yeah. yeah. It was, but, but not as dark a blue. Like the blue was not no. as dark as the blue now. That's true. I want to see I like Chris the Reeves colors. Back. Yeah. yeah, that was well, a bright. Let's let's talk about the weaknesses of the film since we're kind of going down the path of darkness and all that. What what would you say the weaknesses uh, were of Dawn of Justice? There's no Spider Man. <laughs> There was too much fluff and like lead in to the big fight sequence and the not enough fight sequence. Uh, the weakness for me was um, Superman. Um, I just didn't really understand why he was so unhappy all the time in the whole movie. You know, I mean, it was just, it, there was no reasoning behind. I mean, I guess there wasn't, and I, and I can't remember it, but it just seemed like he was just unhappy and just going through the motions and not really caring anymore i don't understand that you know and I, i'm gonna i'm gonna <clears throat> i'm gonna piggyback off that because i got tired of lois being the damsel in distress like all four times like she was thrown yeah. off a building gun to her head whatever i mean superman was there to save the day and i got tired of that cliche i mean that's really annoying really quick i'm tired of the damsel in distress cliche i mean i like amy adams but i just so now every single time she's in trouble, like Superman's just gonna drop every single thing he's doing to rescue her and Yeah. And even she said <laughs> that. She was like, How did how did Lex know that like how did he know that I was here? That he would come? And I'm like, duh. He saves you five he, times already. <laughs> because one, he saves you all the time, and two, somehow he already knows who Superman is, is Clark well, Kent. Well, Daniel touched on that on the last on the last time we talked about BVS, talking about how Lex Luthor is the actual uh, Luthor Junior and not the Luthor Senior of the. Yeah, they. The, yeah, I gave everybody but, your theory that you gave me, Paul. Yeah. Katie, do you not know that? Do what? That like, Lex Luthor is not Lex Luthor Papa. He's Lex Luthor's son. Yeah, he's, he's junior. junior. Oh, so he's like he's. Oh. That's a theory. Well, so, like, I mean, he not... said he says it. Oh, well, yeah, you're right. I mean, he doesn't deliberately oh. say, "Yeah, Lex Luthor is my dad, and I'm Junior." He doesn't deliberately say that, but he they allude to that. Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, but my, he says my his dad name is... is Alexander, right? Like well, Alexander he... Luthor." Yeah. When but... he's introduced, he says, "My name." He goes, "Yeah, that's that's the old man or whatever." He goes, "He's the Lex in front of Luthor, whatever he says on the building or I forgot how he says well, it. in front of a uh, corp." Lex yeah, yeah, it's his name company. on the building or something like that. Because so, I went straight to like thinking it was the, the uh, the father from Smallville. One. Yeah, that's <laughs> Lionel. What I, Lionel. Lionel Luther. That's what I was thinking, and I don't know why I was thinking that. <laughs> that would yeah, have there, been badass a, there's, if there, he was in there. There's a weakness. The Save Me song wasn't in that movie. No, I'm just right? <laughs> yeah, that song kind of. That's old. my ringtone. Okay, so here, here's here's my <laughs> major problem, or it's, okay, it's a pretty big problem for me for Donna Justice was I understand that when Batman was introduced in the 1930s, he carried a gun. I understand mm. that. But this is supposed to be Batman 20 years later after crime fighting. So why is he blowing people away with a double buck, you know, double buck shotgun and you know, carrying around two rifles and shooting people? I don't understand that. But that's not Batman. Batman doesn't kill people. He's supposed to not like guns. <laughs> why is he branding people? Well, and that's the same thing with the, with the Flashpoint uh, cartoon where um, in the Flashpoints, uh, uh, Flash goes back in time to save his mother. But when he does, he realizes that – and he meets all, uh, Batman of the, uh, that universe. And it's not uh, Batman. It's actually Batman's dad. Thomas. It's Thomas Bat that is playing Batman. And he uses guns I've in that cartoon. That one. And his mother is the Joker. Yeah, yeah. sounds good. So, I mean, that's the uh, – I mean, I don't know if they're trying to prelude to that or do anything that – Goes with that flash because they did do a flashpoint with the flash in the movie, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not, like an Easter egg or something. But you know, that to me is ex kind of explains the gun thing. But yeah, with you, man, I don't, I don't, that didn't make any sense. Another weakness I think the movie has, it's not really the movie's fault, it's the, the way they did the character, was they made Batman like a crime fighter for the last 20 years. So it's like he's already an established superhero that's been crime fighting for 20 years, and now he's getting ready to team up with all these young bucks. So it's like he's going to be granddad Batman hanging out at the freaking Batcave with all these young superheroes. And I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't like that. And how come Clark Kent doesn't know who Bruce Wayne is? Uh, after all this time, he was like, who's that guy? And I'm like, how do you not know who that is after all this time? 
Well, and see again, going on the second on the second viewing because I was just like, well, how does Lex already know that? So when I went into it the second time, that's when I was like, okay, I can get behind the theory that when the Kryptonians came in Man of Steel, when the Kryptonians came to Earth and they went to Smallville to a house, like whose house is that? Oh, that's a Kent fan. Oh, you know what? Clark and Superman actually look alike. I can get behind that. That everybody's going to know who Superman and Clark Kent are one and the same. I can get that. But yeah, how did how, they never once? went the route of how Lex deduced that Batman is Bruce Wayne, how Clark already knew that Batman's Bruce Wayne, unless when he told him to go fly over the harbor, like, oh, by the way, you know, yeah, I, I, I didn't I didn't like that. Like, they never touch base on that. See, I'm with Daniel on the whole uh, older Batman, and you have a regular Superman, and then you have a young Lex. Because that has nothing to do. Because I'm a big super fan of of all the DC uh, Justice League cartoons and uh, Justice League, and I watch all of them every day, all to all day. And it is normal Batman, normal Superman, normal Wonder Woman, and a bald headed old older Lex. That's their same age. I, I guess my problem with the the older Batman is the fact that we're not going to be able to see any of the 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 stories now. We're not going to see the the Batman adopting Robin and training Robin. Uh, Robin's already dead. Yeah, because Robin's already dead. Yeah. Well, we don't know which well, Robin's dead. We know a Robin. Well, that's dead. that's true. Well, I mean, it, obviously, I mean, it's it's got to be Jason Todd. It, obviously, you would think, but it could be Dick Grayson. We don't know what they're going to do with this movie universe. Sure. Yeah. It could be Damien. I mean, for all we know, it could be the fourth Robin. <laughs> God. We don't, we don't know. Um, all we know is that there is a dead Robin, and that the Joker was involved. Which, if they follow the comic books, yeah, it should be Jason Todd, but. We're not going to see Dick Grayson grow up from Robin to Nightwing. He's probably going to be already established as either Nightwing or, what is it, Agent 49 or whatever the hell he's 30, called now. 37. Um, so, I mean, we're not going to get to see that. So that's what kind of disappoints me with the whole Batman that's been crime fighting for the last 20 years, is that we're not yeah. going to see any of those those younger stories. So, I don't know. That's just To me, that's just a big weakness for the character, because I want to see those stories. I want to see yeah. The Great Detective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just and, and other than his suit, he didn't have any other other gadgets that he normally has. He had a shotgun. <laughs> I mean, but other than that's that, that's something you know, he normally has. Yeah, I mean, he he didn't it didn't show him really. I mean, he did have a big computer in front of him, but it didn't show him uh, his, his suit was just like I didn't see it. Did you see a utility belt? I didn't see one. Yeah, he oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had a utility uh, belt. He had the he had the big pockets. I just yeah. thought he had shoulder holsters for his. Sold off shotguns, <laughs> double op buck. <laughs> I did. Um, I don't know if this is a weakness, but there was one part in in Batman versus Superman when Batman's trying to get away and they grab his cape to like pull him closer. And in my mind, I was just I went back to the Incredibles when she was like, "No capes, no capes." And she was like, <laughs> "Listening on this, I'm like, Exhibit A. This is why we don't wear capes." <laughs> like, a little guy going to the airplane. Well, I think uh, Paul's getting tired what? of us bashing uh, Batman. No, no. Let's, let's, I, I, let's talk about some weaknesses for Captain America. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, there was Spider Man. That was a weakness. No, it was a weakness. I don't. I think because he's um, in it, there's not one. Like I, I just, it was great. Tony was getting on my nerves just a little bit during it because. The thing that bothered me, okay, was like I get that all this stuff happened, and then it took you know that final straw like the the straw that breaks the camel's back to push them toward the Sarkovia Accords but for Tony it was just this random lady with a random photo of her child who happened to be in Sarkovia who happened to die and and that's what pushed Tony to be like yeah we need this and I'm like but what about all the other stuff like that's all it takes is one distraught mother to confront you with the death of her child and all of a sudden you're all about regulation well, I agree now? with that. I agree with that statement, but I think uh, he's carrying a heavy weight because Sokovia was actually his fault because he did invent yeah. the Ultron. So he's holding that weight as well, and it probably didn't take much for him because you know, he, you know, uh, you know, in the um, that's a different story. But you know, he's holding all that weight of Sokovia because he created Ultron, or Ultron created all this destruction, and so that's pretty much his fault. And so it probably wouldn't take much. I mean, I agree with you. Yeah, one. I mean. There were people died of Sokovia, but that one, just because the one kid died, he's like, oh, yeah, we got to be regulated. I agree with you, yeah. Here's here's something I thought was a big weakness in the film, and I think this kind of goes along the lines of what Paul was saying earlier. 
you have all these events that took place. You know, you had the, the Battle of New York. You had Hydra taking over S.H.I.E.L.D. and basically blowing up the helicarriers over Washington, D.C. You had Sokovia. You had all these major events. The government was pissed off at the Avengers saying, or I'm sorry, the world, I guess, was pissed off at the Avengers saying that the Avengers needed to be in check because of these major events that they didn't care about the lives. But yet they didn't go back and think about how many lives they actually saved during those events. So, yeah. I don't know. I just thought that that was kind of a it's kind of a cop out to start start something that was just to say, hey, you know, these big major events that you saved the world from. Thanks. But, you know, f- you. Yeah. You know, everyone needs a scapegoat. To me, that was just kind of a that was just kind of a I don't know if you want to call it a plot. A weak plot or whatever, but it was just kind of to me. It was just kind of a weak, a weak way to start the film. Just like a yeah. weak moment that they had. Paul, you look like you want to say something. Um, no, it was just I didn't like uh, the the end. Basically, like the the Zemo thing, like his whole thing was like, okay, I'm gonna like like I said, just going back to the trailer things. Like this is the second time that MCU's done this, or it alludes to like that fight is part of the war, and it's. And it's just this guy like that's just hung up, basically, you know, another Sokovia thing, another Sokovia victim. Like, oh, well, you know, it's because you killed my wife or whoever that is on the other end of the phone. Well, because you killed them, I'm going to I'm going to make sure that you guys kill each other kind of thing. And I thought that was just kind of stupid. I think that could have been done better. Like, I mean, that's fine if they're going to say that Bucky killed uh, the Starks. OK, well, find another way to do it, because that was to me, that was just kind of like poorly written. So, not that it actually happened, but I, I don't want to call it a weakness because it didn't happen. But I thought the ending of that movie was about to go dark. Like, I thought Cap was well, about to... Well, it to did. The, the credits rolled. Well, <laughs> shut up. Shut up. <laughs> well, I mean, like, whenever... I mean, I don't know. Did, can we do spoilers? Is that cool? Are we doing this? Uh, yeah, all of our podcasts cool. are awesome. non-spoiler so, free. That's right. <laughs> non- okay, cool. So... Whenever Iron Man and uh, uh, Iron Man, Captain America, and Bucky are all fighting, and then I they like, fight. Oh my, gosh, oh my god, you ruined it! You know what? Just, we yeah, quiet. Shut up! Shut up! Um, <laughs> you just spoiled the movie. But whenever like Captain America like throws Iron Man down and then starts beating him with his shield, rips his helmet off. I thought he was about to rip his head off, and then when he hit him in the chest, I thought he like crushed it. Yeah, that would have actually been kind of. Cool little twist to the whole no. thing. No, no, no. Captain America killing Iron Man. That would have been awesome. That was scary. I, I'm not gonna yeah, lie. Like yeah, I was strength. really scared. I of Katie. I was like, oh, Katie's gonna cry. <laughs> I I was so scared that that Cap is gonna kill him. I was yes. like, this is not this is not my guy right here. When he's just getting all crazy, and then he slammed the shield into his chest to break the chest piece so that his suit couldn't be powered anymore, and then they just left him there. I was like, that is messed. See, I thought they were going to kill Captain America so Bucky could step in, but then, you know, like, kind of like the Dawn of Justice thing, like the heartbeat, you know, just to show that he's not dead. Yeah. And I. Because that would have let. That would have kind of sort of followed the book, Slade. It would have. Captain America dying. I don't think they want their movies to follow the books that much. Well, I mean, that's evident. That's very evident. Well, it's not that that they don't want it to be the source material, it's that they want to kind of give moviegoers a surprise. You know, if we read the comic book Civil War and we knew how it was going to end, why would we want to go see that on the screen? Captain America getting shot. I don't want to see that. Again, I mean, go back to like, let's say, let's say the Dark Knight Rises. Would you rather Bane punch Bruce in the chest and cripple him or would you rather see him break his back? Well, if he was going to break his back, back, which he did in the movie. Batman should have been damn paralyzed instead of working out in a no, 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 underground no. prison. No, 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 yeah. For, for, forget about forget about the rehabilitation. I'm just saying that 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 element. Would you rather see Bruce paralyzed by like a punch in the chest or something, maybe a gunshot, no, or I would mean, you rather see I, Bane I do, break I his back? I get what you're saying. Yes, yeah. I would like to see Bane break his back. But so I mean, yeah, how they lead up to it. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, let the filmmaker do that, but you know. Stick to. But stick the beautiful to, thing about the Civil War, Paul, is Captain America didn't die in the Civil War comic books. He died in Captain America's comic books after the Civil War issues. And yeah, he, was, no. he, was, he, may, he was killed by crossbones. He may end up dying in another movie. <laughs> Thank we you. Don't know. So, <laughs> which crossbones? Well, in the comic book, crossbones sniped him from yeah. far away. Which it, it wasn't up close; it was far away. Sniped him and killed him. But 
you know, obviously he's been dead about six, seven times now. He came back, so obviously, yeah, I mean, he can't kill Captain America. Can't kill. Him. Yeah, I, I know. And then and he's and like hundred years old. And now he's young again. And then <laughs> it wasn't Bucky that immediately comes. Uh, Captain America's the Punisher, Punisher became the yeah, yeah, Captain America first. Yeah, I, 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 I get that. That's kind of dark. Oh yeah, it was kind of dark. Yeah. That's a super dark Captain America with the Punisher. Oh, yeah. Jeez. With a gun like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Y'all have any final thoughts or anything y'all want to discuss before we close this out? Uh, I think both movies are great. I think they're both worth seeing. Um, uh, going out to see if you haven't already seen them, um, they all have. They both have their, you know, their different elements, which makes them both good movies. Um, I'm entertained all around. I love everything about superhero movies, and you really can't go wrong with me. On, I mean, I, I'll critique them and, and I'll have my judgments, but you really can't go wrong with me on a superhero movie. I love them all. I agree. I mean, Batman versus Superman to me was a weak superhero movie. Um, it's a weak start for the DC Universe, but it isn't going to prevent me from watching the rest of the DC Universe. I'm still excited to see what DC is going to put out. I'm excited about the Batman movie. I'm damn sure excited about Wonder Woman and, and Suicide Squad. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just because this one movie had its problems doesn't mean that I'm not excited about what's going to happen. If it's comic book sourced, yeah, I'm compelled to at least watch it once. So, yeah, both, both reiterate, just both, both movies had strength and weaknesses, but, yeah, overall, it's a tad bit for Donna Justice for me. Chad? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I echo what you guys said. Um, I mean, again, I mean, Spider-Man, so there's that. Um, and then Spider-Man and more Spider-Man. So, are you going to go see Spider-Man when it comes out? Uh, I already did, actually. It came out a couple weeks ago. Or is that movie going to be <laughs> Iron Man, since Tony Stark's in it? Yeah. <laughs> That's not Spider-Man. how it works, like featuring Spider-Man. Katie, any final thoughts from you? Um, I all right. Was... Well, that wraps up the show. <laughs> you're, you're a jerk. No, I liked them both. I mean, I liked Captain America more, but I'm glad that I took the time to go see the movie, even though it was only me and like one other person in the theater today. Oh well, see, that's the best a lot. way to watch it. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was pleasantly surprised. I wasn't. I didn't have real high expectations, so I'm glad that it was better than I thought it was going to be. Well, with that, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Temple of Geek Podcast. I want to thank my panel for joining me on this week's discussion. All the notes from this week's episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me at info@templeofgeek.com. Please head over to iTunes and Stitcher and rate our show because we love ratings. Well, until next time. You have a metal arm. That is awesome. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit the TempleofGeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.